Greetings, Body of Messiah. Mark Fuller here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yah's Laws and Commandments. Thank you for tuning in to our channel. We pray, as always, that you are growing and increasing in your knowledge and understanding of Yah's Laws and Commandments. We're going to continue our theme from the last video concerning the Gentiles being grafted in, the Gentiles as believers in Messiah. And so let's just turn to Exodus chapter 12 and we will get started. The thing that we talked about last week is that the Gentiles, now in today's world, the Gentiles are quote-unquote usually Christians. Now, the word Gentile just means a non-Israelite. In other times, it can, be, it can be referred to Jews that were contrary and living disobediently towards Yah's laws and commandments. But for the most part, it's translated a non-Israelite. And we saw last time that when you read the scriptures through Hebraic eyes, that you will see that there wasn't a separation when the Gentiles, non-Israelites, began to be born from above. They were grafted into Israel. They began to learn of Torah, and they began to receive Torah. They began to believe Torah, and they began to do all the things that the Israelites, the native-born, were doing. So when you looked at the body of believers whether they were native-born or whether they were Gentiles that were grafted in, you couldn't tell any difference. About the only difference, in my opinion, that you could tell is that the Israelites, the Israelites that were Torah keepers, were further advanced in their knowledge and understanding than the Gentile believers that, for some, it was brand new revelation. <clears throat> now, remember in Acts chapter 15, when the apostles gave the four principles in which the new Gentile believers were to live by, one of the things that to understand that, that you can understand, <clears throat> I went through a drug alcohol program back in the um, 80s. And when I first went into the rehab program, they just had me learn a couple things. And then as I grew in those things, then they had me learn a few more steps. And then as I grew in, the, in those, they had me learn a few more steps. 
Same way I'm a locksmith by trade. When I took my apprenticeship, starting in 1979 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at Quality Safe and Lock, that they began me by teaching me just a few things. And then as I understood those things and learned to operate in those things, they began to teach me, instruct me on a few more things, and then it went on and on. The more you learned, the more you did, the more you learned, the more you did, the more you learned, so on and so forth. And so it was in Acts chapter 15, that as they learned, as they were given the instructions of four basic Torah principles, then they were told in verse 21 of Acts 15, to keep going to synagogue, paraphrasing, keep going to synagogue on the Sabbath, and you will continue to learn more of Torah. And that's the basic understanding of Acts 15. It wasn't that they were instructed like in the West most people are to be anti-Yahweh's laws and commandments, to be anti-Yahweh's feasts, to be anti-His um, Sabbath. Like I heard one person in Christianity yesterday on YouTube said that he was set free in Christ and he could choose to obey or choose not to obey. Now, if, if that isn't the, the weirdest doctrine, but see, that's the doctrine that many in Christianity have. They think that they can choose to obey and because Yahshua paid the price that he's fine with that, that Yahweh the Father is fine with your disobedience. And that is so far from the truth. There is nothing in the scriptures that, val val that would validate that. Matter of fact, the Torah says that rebellion, which is disobedience, is witchcraft. And stubbornness is idolatry. So we can see that that just that type of thinking just doesn't fly. But that's the type of thinking that many Christians who call themselves Gentiles, and they are, but they think they're believers, but they really need to examine their life because if they're a believer, they would believe and live the same way Yahshua believed and lived, according to Yah's laws and commandments. They would believe and live according to the same laws and commandments that the early assemblies learned to believe and live by, that Paul, Peter, James, John, all of them lived by. And the purpose of this teaching, again, is never to put anybody down for not understanding, but to bring them knowledge, to challenge them in their thinking and to re-examine the scriptures according to Torah. See, Torah, Paul said, is the foundation of our faith. So if whatever we're believing does not line up with the Torah, it's not accurate, it's not biblical. If it lines up with the Torah, like the Sabbath, biblical. The feast days, biblical. 
his name Yahweh and Yeshua? Biblical. Having no idols in your life? Biblical. Not eating unclean foods? Biblical. Okay, let's get started. John 12, 49, it's, uh, or not John, excuse me, Exodus 12, 49. It says, there will be one law to him that is homeborn, in a native Israelite, and unto the stranger that sojourn among you. So you can't say, and I know there's books out there that says there's the church, there's Israel, and then there's the world. No, not according to to the scriptures according to the hebrew scriptures according to yahweh's laws and commandments according to yah's own word out of his mouth he said there is only one law to everybody okay let's go to another verse leviticus chapter 19 You know, there's a principle in the scripture that says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Now, you can take things out of context, but that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about things in context. So let's see if this verse is in context. We'll go to Leviticus 19.34, and then we'll go to Leviticus 24.22, and then we'll proceed. But the stranger that dwells with you shall be unto you as, as one born among you. Now, the context, Yah's talking to the children of Israel. Okay? But the stranger, meaning the non-Israelite, that dwells with you shall be unto you as one born among you, children of Israel, and you shall love him as yourself, meaning you shall accept him, and he shall be just like you. You won't be able to tell any difference. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh, your Elohim. So that, again, reveals who's speaking and who he's speaking to, the children of Israel. And, and he's speaking about non-Israelites, that there shall be one law that you shall treat them as yourself, or you shall treat them as a fellow Israelite. Now, they're not a fellow Israelite in, in the natural, but in the spiritual sense, the way Yahweh looks at them, because they're obeying his laws and commandments, Yahweh looks at them as being part of the family of Israel. Just like if you adopted a son or daughter, that adopted son or daughter, or even if you were fostering that son or daughter, would have the same privileges, the same rights, the same blessings, would be able to eat of the same food, drink of the same drink, sleep in the same house, um, have the same towels, clothes, uh, be able to watch the same TV, uh, go on the same vacations, do the same entertainment things as your native-born, natural-born children would be or would be able to do. There would be no difference. And when people looked at you, unless they were of a different color or race, they wouldn't be able to tell that they were not your children. Even when 
even when someone might have a son or daughter, or maybe their, their, their mom is of a different color or their dad is of a different race, and you say, this is my mom or this is my dad, uh, funny story, we have some very close people in the assembly that look at us as spiritual parents, and one of them has a daughter who is dark-skinned, and when they took um, my wife to the school and registered my wife as an emergency contact for the daughter, they, the daughter said, this is my grandma. Well, when you look at my wife, she's very pale-skinned, you know, very white, Irish um, background. And when you look at Valerie, she was <clears throat> very dark-skinned. And so the people looked at him like, whoa, what are you talking about? So anyways, those things can be that when you love somebody and you're in their family, it doesn't matter what race you come from. It's as if you're part of their family, you're part of their family. And that's the way Yah says about it. In Leviticus 24, 22, it says, You shall have one manner of law, as well for the stranger, as for those in your own country. For I am Yahweh, your Elohim. So it says right here, that from the very beginning in the Torah, that Yahweh had a plan for Israelites, and for non-Israelites. And if the non-Israelites, and this is the key, accepted and received Yahweh's laws and commandments, they were considered just as much part of Yahweh's family as native born. Now, let's proceed in our teaching for today. Now, we talked about last time in, in Acts chapter 10, where Peter said, I perceive that, look in um, verse 34, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that, Yah that Elohim is no respecter of persons, that Yahweh is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, in every nation, Israel nation, non-Israelite nation. He that feareth him, blessed is the man that fears Yahweh and delights greatly in his commandments, Psalm 112. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness or obeys his laws and commandments is accepted with him, him who? Him, Yahweh. The word which Elohim sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Yahshua. Now, Yahshua came for the children of Israel. But those that were Gentiles, non-Israelites, that accepted Torah, that believed Torah, that had knowledge of Yahshua being the son of David, Canaanite woman, for example, in Matthew 15, she received deliverance for her child, and Yahshua said she had great faith, not just because she wouldn't give up and quit, but
but because she acknowledged that everything that Yahshua said about him being sent to Israel and that the Canaanite woman was a pagan was accurate. But she had to have some kind of knowledge of Torah because she knew he was the son of David. All right? And then it says in verse 36, the word which Elohim sent... Um, Unto the children of Israel, peace by Yahshua Messiah. All right. So we see here that Peter perceived through this trance and vision that those that obeyed Yahweh's laws and commandments, those that obeyed Yahweh's laws and commandments and feared him, you can't obey his laws and commandments without fearing Yahweh is accepted by him. All right, now in Acts chapter 13, let's just turn there in verse 16. It says, Then Paul stood up, beckoning with his hands, and said, Men of Israel, and you that fear him, so here Paul is including in his teaching not just the children of Israel, but those also that fear him. He said, listen up. So we see here a combination of the Gentiles and Israel. Now, the thing that you're going to see, and I pray you see it as you study all of the book of Acts in the New Testament, is that there was not a separation between Gentiles and the children of Israel in this one thought process. The children of Israel obeyed Torah. The children of Israel lived Torah. The non-Israelites that were grafted in lived Torah. The non-Israelites that were grafted in kept the Sabbath. The non-Israelites that feared Yahweh did the very same things, truths, that are found in Torah. So when it says, when Paul said in Romans that there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek or between the Jew and the Gentile, what he's referring to is that they both obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. They both are in Yeshua, and they both obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. See, this removes the mentality that... Um, Christianity has that Christianity even existed then because it didn't. It didn't even start to exist till Constantine began to change things out of a Hebrew perspective to a Roman sun god, a Baal pagan perspective. And so Christianity didn't really start till the middle of the third century. 
So to call the early church Christians is so far out of line. Matter of fact, the two scriptures that use the word Christian, in the Hebrew, it says messianic. So the gospel is a gospel of the messianic message of Torah and Yeshua, Yahshua. All right, and it says here that, um, here I lost my page, it flipped over on me, that he was speaking to both children of Israel and the Gentiles, the non-Israelites. And when Paul said in the book of Romans that there's neither um, Jew nor Greek, he, he's saying there's no difference between the two. They both keep Torah. They both keep the feasts. The only real difference was many of the Gentiles, the non-Israelites, were just learning these principles. Just like about four or five years ago when we became Torah observant and we began to see these things in the scriptures, we then began to learn. And many of you may be in the same way. So, let's just continue. In Acts chapter 2, verse 44, it says, All that believed were together, were unified. They were unified on Yeshua, and they were unified in the Torah. They were unified just as, you know, as unified as people can literally be. They agreed together. So the few Gentiles, the non-Israelites, were amongst this. And you know, there were, there were at least a few. The majority was children of Israel. But there were at least few non-Israelites that they were of the same. They believed Torah, and they believed in the Messiah. And in, and in verse 32 of Acts 4, it says, The multitude of them were of one heart and one soul. Now, I cannot explain every single avenue that they were of one heart and one soul, but I can tell you that they were of one heart and one soul on two facets. One, the Torah, and two, the Messiah. His name was not Jesus, that did not even exist then. His name was Yeshua, Yahshua, Yahushua, however you want to pronounce it. But the main thing is they were founded, and they believed in, and they kept the law. One law, as we read. There was only one law, both for the foreigner and the native-born. And this was being played out in the book of Acts. Now, if you go to Acts chapter 6, verse 1, it speaks of Grecian Jews and Hebraic Jews that were widows, and the Grecian Jews were being neglected in the daily administration of provisions. Now, the Grecian Jews were Jews that were scattered to Greece. 
and they lived in Greece for a period of time, and they learned Greek. And they came back to Israel, and they were amongst the children of Israel, but the only difference was they spoke Aramaic Hebrew as well as Greek. Now, the majority were the Hebraic Jews, and they spoke only Hebrew, Aramaic. All right? So understand that. All right, now, let's go to Isaiah, and we're going to see some prophetic scriptures concerning the Gentiles, the non-Israelites. Now, just as there were Jews and children of Israel from all 12 tribes, that were Torah observant, there were also Jews and others of all 12 tribes that were not. They were false brethren, Paul said in Galatians, that crept in trying to create division as they were more preaching the things from the rabbis instead of preaching and teaching the messianic message which is the mes the message from Yah's laws and commandments and that was the main thing that Yeshua rebuked the children of Israel for that he rebuked in Mark 7, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, because they held on to Yahweh's laws and commandments more than they held on to, I mean, they held on to the teachings, the added rabbi teachings of the, of the rabbis more then they held on to Yahweh's laws and commandments. Excuse me here. I had to get a drink. And so Yeshua was rebuking them. And there is a difference between those that are Torah observant, both in the, in the non-Israelite world as well as the Israelite world, versus those that are Torah observant in the Israelite world as well as in the non-Israelite world. And none of it, get this, none of it has to do with any race, color, or creed. It all has to do with whether or not you're obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. When you are obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, there is only one law for you, one set of commandments, and you and I are to obey them. And when we do, that is the verification, the proof, the evidence that we've been grafted in to Israel, that we've been born from above, and that Yahweh has written his laws and commandments upon our hearts. Okay. Now... 
in Isaiah 11 and verse 10, it says, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for the ensign of thy people. Now, I want to, and, and then it says, And it shall be, and to it shall the Gentiles seek. Now, I want to read this to you out of the LEB version, which translates the, the words L-O-R-D and G-O-D into Yahweh. Same with the W-E-B -E version. Uh, you, can, you can get that on um, uh, different Bible apps. But nonetheless, here's what it says. And this shall happen on that day. The nations shall inquire of the root of Jesse, which shall be standing as a signal to the peoples and his resting place shall be glorious. It says this shall happen on that day. The nations shall inquire the, the Gentile nations, the non-Israelite nations shall inquire of the root of Jesse meaning Yahshua. They shall inquire of the root of Jesse. All right. You can find both those Bible apps, one on Bible Gateway, and two, this other one I have, it says Holy Bible. I don't know if you can really see them in the upper, upper right-hand corner and the upper left-hand corner. So if you want to download them for a version on your mobile device that has um, Yahweh in it instead of L-O-R-D and J-O-D. Um, some of them don't really translate it in the, in the New Testament with Yeshua. Um, but nonetheless, in the, the, the Holy Bible one, it does have the restored... King James Version, and that one is the one I read out of the most on my device because it has Yahweh and it has Yeshua in it. All right, let's keep going. All right, so we see here that this scripture says that the nations, the Gentile nations, shall come to the root of Jesse which we know is David, which we know Yeshua came from. All right, let's go to Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42 and verse number 6, it says, I, Yahweh, have called you in righteousness. Now he's talking to the children of Israel. And withhold and will hold your hand. That talks about a, he, he's going to personally walk you through life. And will keep you and give you Israel for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles. To open the blind eyes, that's the Gentiles, the non-Israelite, to open their eyes. To bring them out of the prisons, uh, 
to bring them out of darkness, so on and so forth. And then he says, I am Yahweh, that is my name. And my glory I will not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Okay? So we see that here, that Yahweh's prophesying about the day of the children of the Gentiles, sorry. Let's go to Isaiah 49. I mean, just Google Gentile scriptures, or I have a app that I can put a word in, and it'll bring up everything under that word. And I Google, I put in that word Gentiles, and in both in the, the, the whole Torah, Genesis through Revelation, it brought up, I believe it was 122 scriptures. So that's a lot of scriptures that had the word Gentiles in it. Okay, drivers, just keep moving with your mau mau music. We don't want to hear it. All right, verse 22, Isaiah 49, verse 22. It says, Thus saith my sovereign Yahweh, Behold, I will lift up my hand to the Gentiles, and set up my standard to the people. Now, if that music's going to continue, we'll go inside. Thus, verse 22, Thus saith my sovereign Yahweh, Behold, I will lift up my hand to the Gentiles, and set up my standard to the people. They shall bring thy sons in their arms, and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. Um, sorry about that, folks, but going to have to go inside. Bear with me. When you live in a pagan society and they play pagan music, that's what you got to deal with. turn on the lights for me. I got to adjust this, so please bear with me. It's kind of dark right now. And please. All right. That's the only bad thing about being outside. You can't control other people in their heathen music. Alright, so verse 22, he says, Behold, I lift up my hand to the Gentiles and set up my standard to the people. So he promises here that he's going to lift up my hand or my power to the Gentiles. Alright, let's look in Isaiah 60. See, now all these promises to the Gentiles doesn't mean that the Gentiles can live any way they choose. It doesn't mean that. It means that the Gentiles, the non-Israelites, the non-native-born Israelites, if you are going to choose to 
the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then you're going to have to live according to the same laws and standards and commandments that the children of Israel live by. So you, there's not one law, you know, Gentiles, non-Israelites that are serving Yahweh, you can't live by any other different type of laws and commandments. That, you know, the church has so many denominations, even non-denominations, and they all have different laws. Why? Because it is not founded upon Yahweh's laws and commandments. It is not founded upon the Torah. So, all right, Isaiah 60 and verse 3. So just understand that. Maybe you're just learning. Or maybe you've never heard any type of teachings about this subject, about being grafted in. That when you choose Yeshua, not J-E-S-U-S, that's a whole different ballgame. That's not biblical. But when you choose the Messiah of the Bible, when you choose the Messiah of Elohim, of the creator of heaven and earth, when you choose the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you are then choosing to live according to his laws and commandments. If you want to be part of the nation of Israel, if you want salvation from the Elohim of Israel, Yes, you have to accept Yah's laws and commandments as well as the Messiah. There, is, there isn't two different laws, one for the native born and one for the Gentiles. Not if you want to have the kingdom of Yah as your eternal home. Okay, in Isaiah 60 and verse 3, it says, the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. So again, here it says, we're going to come to thy light. What's thy light? Yeshua and the Torah. All right, let's just kind of put the pedal to the metal here if we possibly can. Go to Malachi. Malachi chapter 1 and verse 11. Malachi chapter 1 and verse 11. It says, From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name, Yahweh, shall be great among who? The non-Israelites. And in every place incense shall be offered, meaning the children of Israel. Every place incense shall be offered unto Yahweh and a pure offering for my name Yahweh shall be great among the heathen, saith Yahweh of hosts. So again, 
it's referring to the promises in that Yah, in the prophets, in the Torah, had the Gentiles in mind to be one body, to be joined together as one. All right, let's, uh, let's just see what else we can go to. I quoted you early about there is neither male nor female, I mean, there is neither Jew nor Greek. That is in Romans 10, verse 2, 12, excuse me. And in Romans 11, verse 18, most of us know this, that Yahweh also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life to make Israel jealous. All right, let's just look at a few other scriptures. In Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 13, and verse 42, I'd read this whole chapter in context. And it says, and when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles, the non-Israelites, besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. So obviously, the non-Israelites were in the same synagogue as the Israelites. And the non-Israelites requested that they would be able to hear the same message, the same Torah, these words are Torah, to them. And it says, And when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue to continue in the grace of Elohim or to continue in everything that they learned in Torah. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the Torah. Now whether they were in the synagogue at that time or whether they were out in a field somewhere that I do not know. But it does say that almost the whole city, Israel, native-born, non-Israelites that were functioning in, believing in one law for both, came to hear the same Torah on what day? The first day of the week. Now, on the Sabbath. They never gathered uh, for the Shabbat on the first day of the week. They gathered together on the first day of the week to break bread, to eat. Well, that's it. And then you can read verse 47, which is Paul's referring to what we just read in the book of Isaiah. Look in chapter 14. And verse 27, it says, When they were come and had gathered the assembly together, 
That would be the assembly, which would be a mixture of Israel, native-born, and non-native-born Israelites, the Gentiles. It says, they rehearsed all that Elohim had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. Now, there was only one faith then, and that was to obey Yah's laws and commandments. He's not talking about Judaism, because Judaism, like Christianity, is a mixture of man-made added laws, which were paganistic, combined with some things from Yah's laws and commandments. But he opened the door of faith unto the non-Israelites, that the non-Israelites can be grafted in and believe the same Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by receiving Yeshua and by obeying Yah's laws and commandments. From the Torah, the Torah said there is one law for both native-born and the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Look in Romans 9 and verse 24. Romans 9 and verse 24. Even us whom he had called, not of the Gentiles only, but also, or not of the Jews only, sorry, but also of the non-Israelites, the Gentiles. So it says here, even us, whom he has called, meaning the, the apostles, they're all from, the, from Judah, they're all Jews. Not, and it says, not of the Jews only, but also of the non-Israelites, as he saith also, I will call them my people, non-Israelites, which were not my people, and her, non-Israelites, beloved, which was not his beloved, and it shall come to pass that in that place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living Elohim. Now, Gentiles that serve Christianity, and one of the things I thought about the other day is Christians that argue against Torah, that argue against his name, that argue against his laws and commandments, they're not so much arguing against Yah's laws and commandments in Torah as they are arguing for the keeping of their pagan, Greek, Roman, sun god name, J-E-S-U-S, and they are arguing for Christianity and its paganism, its pagans' rights, its pagan holidays, and to continue 
to keep thinking that they can believe and be saved and still serve the gods of this world and still serve paganism. They're not so much arguing against biblical things as they are arguing for what they want. And they want to serve other demon gods. They want to serve a false messiah, an invented messiah that gives them the ability to live a lawless life. And yet just because you believe that the messiah existed and his name in your opinion, was J-E-S-U-S, you'll still be saved. That is a false gospel, and that is so not what the Messiah and the Apostle Paul intended from the beginning. There is one law, and that is Yahweh's laws and commandments. For the native-born and for the, the Gentile, the Gentile that is born from above will be a new creation, will have Yahweh's laws and commandments written on their minds and in their hearts, and they will passionately and with great desire want to serve Yahweh, want to keep his feast. Once you see it in the scriptures, that settles it. That's the biblical man or woman of Yahweh that fears Yahweh. You may not know any of this stuff, but once you see it like I did, once I saw the Sabbath, was Friday sundown, Saturday sundown, not the first day of the week. Once I saw how his name had been changed, that settled it. I said, and then I, it was just like a snowball effect rolling down a mountain, an avalanche. I saw one thing after another, after another, after another. And I, and I saw the scriptures that said, come out from among them, Babylon, paganism. And be ye separate, saith Yahweh, and I will receive you. 2 Corinthians 6, and then the latter part of the book of Revelation says all that. And that lines up with what we're talking about. Here, Yahweh said that there's going to be a people that were not his people, that would be become his people. But they would still be People that obey his laws and commandments. You cannot get this people. You cannot, cannot, cannot be his people and rebel, disobey, go against Yahweh's laws and commandments. Impossible. That is a false gospel. That is the Christian gospel, the made-up gospel, the one that would try to get you to eat your cake and... What's that saying? About having your cake and eating it too. Nah, you can't have your cake. You can't have sin and salvation. You can't be lawless and have salvation. Now, it's not that we're perfect, but that we are seeking to be lawful. We are seeking to be obedient. We are seeking to obey what is written. And as soon as we see that it is written, as soon as we have this understanding that it is written, then we live according. All right. So now one more scripture. Um, in Galatians 3, verse 14, to leave this on a good note, 
Now, Christianity teaches this verse that Yeshua paid the price on the tree, and because he paid the price on the tree, all the blessings of Abraham are yours. Ah! Wrong. That's not what the Torah says. The Torah says in Deuteronomy, which is what Paul was referring to, that if you listen and diligently obey Deuteronomy 28, his laws and commandments, then all these blessings will come upon you. And then he says, if you disobey, you live a lifestyle of purposely rebelling, rejecting his laws and commandments, then these curses will come upon you. Now let's read it in context. All right, uh, Galatians, oh, I should turn there, 3 verse 13. It says, Messiah has redeemed us from the curse of the law. This is accurate. Being made a curse for us. As it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. Torah. So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Messiah, that you might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, here's what Christianity teaches. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Messiah, that whether you obey or disobey, you're going to be blessed. That's what they teach. All because of what Yeshua did on the cross or on the stake. That is not accurate. Because, he says so that you would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. What's the promise of the Spirit through faith? That non-Israelites, when they receive Yeshua and live according to his laws and commandments, can be grafted into Israel. And that those promises that Yahweh made to Israel in Deuteronomy 28 in the Torah, that you'd be blessed coming in, blessed going out, Blessing the city, blessing the field. He would command his blessing upon your storehouse, so on and so forth. He would bless your body, so on and so forth. Bless the fruit of your body. Bless, bless, bless. That is for those that are obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. Whether they're native born or whether they are Gentiles that have been grafted in. Hallelujah. So the context of this is that the blessing of Abraham would come upon the Gentiles, would come upon the non-Israelites through Messiah as they obey his laws and commandments. Let me say that again. That the blessing of Abraham, the Proverbs 10.22 says, that makes rich and adds no sorrow to it, that you'll be blessed coming in, blessed going out, the head not the tail, above and not beneath, would come on the non-Israelites as you obey Yahweh's laws and commandments through Messiah. Now the grace that we now have, that they didn't have, is that if we fall short of obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, we can repent and ask for forgiveness, and Yahweh will give us forgiveness, and we'll come back, into right standings as long as we are seeking to live according to his laws and commandments. It's what's in your heart. It's not what externally your flesh can accomplish. 
but it's what in your heart and in your mind that you desire to obey him. You desire to serve him and you do everything in your power and by the power of the Ruach to live according to his laws and commandments. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, I, I know I said that was the last verse, but I lied as my wife just said. I tend to do that in teaching, so forgive me. But in Ephesians 2, for we are his workmanship created in Messiah Yeshua, verse 10, unto good works. So good works obeying Yah's laws and commandments, which Yahweh has before ordained that we should walk in them. So you and I are ordained from the very beginning to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments, and these are called good works. Wherefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles, non-Israelites, in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision, in the flesh that at that time you were without Messiah, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Now you're not aliens. Now you are grafted in. And strangers from the covenants, you are no longer strangers once you receive Yeshua and you obey his laws and commandments. Having no hope, you no longer have no hope. You have hope. Because of Yeshua and because of, of obeying his laws and commandments. But now in Messiah, you who were sometimes were far off because of your disobedience are now made nigh by the blood of the Messiah. So it's a combination of blood, Passover lamb of Yahweh, Yeshua and receiving Yeshua, and receiving his laws and commandments. As I've always said, you cannot receive Yeshua, Yahshua, Yahushua, and disobey his laws and commandments. It doesn't work that way. When you receive the Messiah, you then automatically, and you, you read this, and you see this out in the New Testament, that when they received Yeshua, they then immediately began to learn to live according to Torah, began to learn Torah, began to keep the feasts, began to obey the Sabbaths, so on and so forth. And that is the message to the Gentiles, that you can be grafted in, you can be um, believe the Messianic message, which is the gospel, that you can participate in Israel, of his covenants, of his promises, as you obey his laws and commandments, and by receiving Yeshua HaMashiach. So Father, we thank you for this teaching. We pray that your people would receive it. We pray that those that have not yet heard it or understood it, that you would teach them, open the eyes of their understanding, bring them to the light of your Torah. Your Torah is light, the scripture says. So, Father, we thank you for it, and we pray your blessing that you would make your face shine upon all those listening in the power of your name. Yahweh bless you and keep you.
Messiah, Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yah's Laws and Commandments. the first day of the week, I pray that your Shabbat yesterday was awesome, as was ours. We pray, as always, that we all, including myself, would continue to grow and increase and multiply in the knowledge and understanding of Yahweh's Laws and Commandments. I have one short, I think it's short, people that know me know I don't do short, but I think it's short, teaching, encouragement for you on the subject, continuing on about the Messianic message. Now go with me to Mark chapter 16. And again, I really do appreciate you all turning into our channel, the support you're giving us through prayers and any other way. Um, I do appreciate it. We appreciate it. It's encouraging to hear from the brethren um, as well as the sisterin to encourage us in the fight of faith in establishing Yah's Torah, Yah's laws and commandments, and bringing us back into the understanding of the Hebraic scriptures and what Yah meant from the very beginning and how so much was mistranslated, how so much through Christianity has been taught to the body of Messiah, misleading them down roads that in effect at the end of their days will have a profound effect upon their life unless they hear what Thus saith Yahweh. So in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it says, And he said unto them, meaning Yahshua, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes, believes what? The gospel and is baptized shall be saved but that he that believes not that doesn't believe doesn't believe what doesn't believe shall be damned now the word gospel now it is my opinion as well as people far higher anointed and educated than myself concerning the Hebrew, that the word gospel in Hebrew means the messianic message. And that's what Yeshua came to bring to the lost children of Israel and then eventually to the Gentiles. That when the Gentiles as well as the lost sheep of the house of Israel, would hear the Messianic message and that they would believe the Messianic message and that they would be baptized into Yahweh through Yeshua's name. It says that they would be saved, and then it says... He that doesn't believe the messianic message, he that doesn't believe in Yahweh's laws and commandments, 
He that doesn't believe in the Sabbath, he that doesn't believe in keeping the feast days, he that doesn't believe that his name was not L-O-R-D-G-O-D or J-E-S-U-S because J-E-S-U-S didn't even exist when this took place. He that doesn't believe in all the other commandments and laws that Yahweh gave the children of Israel, and remember we read yesterday that there is only one law for both the Gentiles that want the salvation from the Hebraic Elohim, Yahweh, there is only one law. So if you want salvation, now if you don't want salvation from the Creator, then that's a different story. But if you want salvation that is offered by the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, through Messiah Yeshua, then you will have to obey his laws and commandments. Because he said, Yah said, I didn't say, Yahweh said in Exodus 12.49, and here there's a couple other scriptures that go coincide with this. Exodus 12.49, read this on your own. Leviticus 19.34 and Leviticus 24.22 that says, There is one law shall be to him that is home-born, native-born Israelite, and unto the stranger that sojourns among you. And he actually said to the children of Israel that they were to look upon the stranger, the non-Israelite, and that's what the word Gentile means, the non-Israelite, as they would look upon their own family. And so we see there's only one set of laws and commandments, and that is the Messianic message. The Messianic message is, simply put, Accepting Yahshua. And when you accept Yahshua, Yeshua, he said that you would continue in his word, his laws and commandments, and then you would know his word, his laws and commandments, and then his laws and commandments would set you free. Notice the word continue, John 8, 31 and 32. Then he said in John 14, verses 15 and 21, that if you love me, and anybody that says, I love the Messiah, then he said, you will keep and obey my laws and commandments. Or we could understand it this way, that you would keep the laws and the commandments of Torah that he gave to Moses. Okay? <clears throat> so, Yahshua, Yeshua, right before he went and ascended into heaven, he said to go into all the world, and first the world would be the, the lost tribes of the house of Israel, and preach the messianic message. Preach to them about Torah, that they need to return to Torah. The prophets have been prophesying for years, return to Torah. Why? They thought they had Torah, but there were more man-made doctrines that the rabbis added to Torah than
than there was Torah itself. Now, I know there are 613 commandments and laws in Torah. And I think it was like 1,300-something added commandments that the rabbis added. So they, they more than doubled commandments that man added. And it was these commandments that Yeshua, Paul, both rebuked the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jews for holding on to greater than they held on to Yahweh's laws and commandments. They would keep and do the commandments that the rabbis gave much quicker and with greater faith than they did Yah's laws and commandments. So Yeshua said here that we, as well as the disciples, are to go into the world and preach the messianic message. And he that believes in the messianic message, which includes Yeshua, and is baptized unto Yahweh in Yeshua's name, shall be saved. And we can go through, and we will, we're going to have a baptismal, a rebaptismal party sometime in the spring when our pool water gets a little warmer. And it is because most of us in our assembly, we were baptized in JESUS name, or some of us were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we know that that is inaccurate. Because in the book of Acts, every time the disciples baptized anybody, it was in Yeshua's name. And you are baptized in Yeshua's name unto Yahweh. He is the head of the family. All right, now, just to go over a few other scriptures to show that this is in context what Yeshua was referring to, meaning the gospel in Hebrew means the messianic message. Um, I'm going off the cuff here in Mark chapter 1. I think it's Mark chapter 1. Um, let me see if I can find it real quickly. Yep. Mark chapter 1, verse 14. And it says, let me get there on my phone. Mark chapter 1 and verse 14. Now, after John was put in prison, Yeshua came into Galilee. So, this is in the land of the Jews, preaching the gospel, the messianic message of the kingdom of Yahweh. So, Yeshua preached. Because that's what gospel means, messianic message. Yeshua came preaching the gospel 
messianic message of the kingdom of Yahweh. You know, if translators would have just translated stuff out of the Hebrew the way they were supposed to, instead of the Greek, we would be in a lot further shape. But Satan was behind all the mistranslations, so on and so forth. And he says in verse 15, and saying, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of Yahweh is at hand, repent, turn away from anything and everything, and believe the messianic message. Turn away from your added rabbi laws and commandments. Turn away from paganism. Turn away from sun god worship because sun god worship was prevalent at that time. And he says, believe the messianic message. Believe the messianic message. Now, remember in Luke chapter 16, when Yeshua was giving them an example of a certain rich man, and a beggar man named Lazarus. And he gave that teaching. And then the rich man said that if you'll send someone that has been raised from the dead to my family, they will believe him. And this is Yeshua's response to him. Or this is Ab Yeshua responding to what Abraham said. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Or in other words, they have the Torah. Let them hear what the Torah has to say. And then verse 30 says, And he the rich young ruler, or the rich ruler, said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And Abraham said unto him, If they do not hear Moses, meaning Yahweh's laws that was given to Moses, or the Torah, and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded the one rise from the dead. So what was he saying? That if you don't believe the messianic message of Yahweh's laws and commandments, you're not going to believe about the Hebrew Messiah. See, what most people believe, they don't believe about the Hebrew Messiah. They believe about the pagan Greek false name invented in the third century Messiah called J-E-S-U-S. -E and people fight to hold on to their Christian beliefs. They fight to hold on to their invented Messiah. And Abraham said, if you don't believe what the prophets say, you're not going to believe nothing else. So that takes us back to what is the true gospel.
It's not what Christianity says Paul said, that you can live in sin as long as you have J.E.S. as your Savior. You can just go about uh, being involved in all kinds of witchcraft and paganism and fornication and drunkery and all kinds of other ways and things of darkness and still be saved. That's what Christianity promotes. But that's not what the Torah says. That's not what Yahshua said. That's not what the Apostle Paul and Peter said and James said. They said, faith without good works is dead. What are good works? Yah's laws and commandments. Faith without obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments is useless. Think about that. Think about that. There was one other scripture that I was thinking of, of going to. Here, maybe I can find it. Um, I thought it was in the Gospel of John. Um, and I, I didn't write it down thinking, you know, I'm going to remember this. <laughs> ah, ah, your memory sometimes lets you down. But nonetheless, it says basically the same thing, that they believed the Hebraic message, the Messianic message, which is the gospel. Yeshua came, to recap, in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, preaching the Messianic message. So it would just be confirmational that he would command his disciples to go into all the world of Israel and preach the messianic message and then we know it went unto the Gentiles and they preached the messianic message to the Gentiles because we see in Acts 13, Acts 14, Acts 15 that when they received the messianic message, beginning with Yeshua, they then were instructed to go into synagogue on the Sabbath day and to learn of Torah. And the, then the Gentiles that were believing in the messianic message of salvation in Yeshua, and once you became born from above in Yeshua, you then were instructed to learn his laws and commandments, to learn how to walk as he walked, to learn how to obey Yahweh as he obeyed Yahweh, to learn how to understand and keep the feasts and learn of the feasts. They were instructed to go every Sabbath, and to continue growing. And they gave them four principles in Acts 15, which to start with, and then from there they would continue to grow. Just like, you know, I gave this example, you know, any trade that, you, that you're uh, in, and you go through an apprenticeship, they will, on the 
very first few days, they will teach you a, fir, a, a few things. And then after you learn those few things, then they'll teach you some more, and then some more, and then some more, and then some more. And that's literally what they were doing in Acts 15, because they were involved, the Gentiles, before they became in Messiah. They were involved in pagan worship, which included fornication, which included strangling animals and drinking their blood. So immediately, that's what the disciples told them they had to stop doing. Not possibly, not if they wanted to, but they had to stop doing it. So I pray that this would give you a little more information. And for me, this was a shorter message. And so that we would understand that the gospel in Hebrew means messianic message and that Yeshua's commandments to his apostles, to the 72, and then eventually to us in our day and time was to go and preach the messianic message. And those that believe the messianic message shall be saved. Those that do not believe the messianic message, it says very clearly that you shall be damned. Now, that is good news to those that are willing to turn away from paganism, false religions, and turn to Yahweh if they want salvation. 